I am so excited to have in studio one of the nicest guys around. He was in uh, Summer in the City not too long ago, Mr. Josh Norad. Hey, man, how's it going? I am so good, buddy. Thanks for coming in. Man, I'm so glad we get to hang out because it's been a while and... You're a great guy, and it's just cool, man. See, that's the fun part about music, though, is it can feel like forever since we've seen each other, yet pick right up where we've left off. Is that something you've noticed as you've gone on this radio tour? Yeah, and you know what? That's a key sign of a great connection anyway. You know, you meet up with people, you make a good connection, and it's almost timeless, right? Like, time has no effect on that thing, so you get to hang out. Like you said, you pick up where you left off, and it's just perfect, man. And yeah, I do notice that. Um and it's always, because uh, when you go somewhere and you enjoy a time with somebody, you know, you have a good time, you all hang out and do your thing, you always kind of think back on those good moments. And then when you meet up again, you pick up right at where you left off with that hype, <laughs> <laughs> and it just goes. It's really something special, just like your performance at Summer in the City. So take us back, because you had never been to Steinbeck before. I don't know how much you really heard about Steinbeck by the time you came here. So take us through your connection heading into that year. It was awesome, man. Um, I was working on the firm, and <clears throat> it was kind of we were do. I was booking, right? And I was just waiting for the initial callbacks to come. And so I'm out on my tractor, and I get a call, and it's summer in the city. And they said, um, "Yeah, so," and it's like a month away, you know. And I'm from New Brunswick, so anyway, they call <laughs> up, and they're just like, "Yeah, can you play?" And I'm like, "Whoa, yes, I'm there." <laughs> But at the point, I had no band organized or anything, right? So, I mean, I said, I'll, I'm there, but just give me, like, you know, two days to get back to you. So I'm calling every Long and McQuaid from here to, you know, the Tundra. And I'm just like, who, who's some good band guys around, right? So anyway, it actually worked out amazing within a short amount of time. John Platt, Ben Mack, some of those guys came together and had a great team. And then the actual show itself was just amazing, man. What an amazing day. And uh, great people, great acts, great bands. And, yeah, it was just, it helped. It was another one of those things, just fueled the fire to, and you just enjoy and love what you do. I can't wait to talk more about your music with you here. But uh, I think one of the ultimate things you can say to an artist is people enjoyed you as much on stage as they did off stage and behind the scenes. And I, I think that means a lot to you that you could form quick connections like we have now. I know right. you could go backstage and still connect with security guards and everybody yeah. that helps. So how much pride do you take in, you know, performing well on stage but also mm. connecting off stage? I would say that the the word you said yourself is connecting. For me it's all about connecting. It's not about when I'm when I'm performing or whatever, you know, I I don't want it to be all about me. I want it to be us. I want it to be everybody enjoying that moment together, you know? I want the people out there to feel like they're just as much on stage as I am and that we're all just having a crazy time together, you know? And I think that comes from, and I know kitchen parties are a thing all over, but out home it's a real special thing that almost everybody does. And when you're doing that thing, man, it's everybody's there together and you don't know what's going to happen next. And I just love that connection with people on, off stage, wherever. Right, let's talk on stage because uh, obviously people in Steinbeck have, have not infer- not forgotten you and they've been following along and uh, keeping an eye on your social medias and such. What's it been like the last year and a bit uh, since you've been in Steinbeck? Take us through your music career. It's been incredible, man. Uh, since Steinbeck, we had another release, uh, a song that was a little more um, nostalgic, uh, Fast Cars and Memories. 
I released that about three months after we played Summer in the City, and the response to that song has been amazing. Um, it's a song that takes you back to a time. It's called Fast Cars and Memories, but the whole point of the song, it takes you back before you had fast cars, and it takes you back before you had memories because you're kind of just making them, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, but it's been great. The response has been great, and we've just been touring and playing and just having a blast, man. What's it like balancing, you know, working on the farm while also chasing down the music dream and still booking shows and playing late in bars? And <laughs> yeah. What's that balance like? I call farming my dream job <laughs> <laughs> because you're, you're, my job makes me excited to pursue my dream, and it also you know, financially helps you pursue your dream. And it brings me out West to help me pursue my dream. And then I go and do my dream. <laughs> right? so it's, farming has been an actual game changer in the music world for me. And it, if it wasn't for farming, I wouldn't be here with you right now. That's so, really cool. And, and you think about how many hardworking farmers you've got to meet and how many hardworking farmers are, are around the prairies. I mean, mm. that's so cool that uh, you can kind of celebrate both the, the music and the farming appreciation. Right, right. And you know what I do find out here is you'll get to a show like Summer in the City or somewhere, and you'll meet a farmer who's, you know, double duty as a security guard or something, yeah. and you end up talking about farming with this guy, and they're calling your name to go on stage or something, and you're so lost talking about, you know, what was your yield and how much kosher did you have in your field? I love that. Uh, so you've been touring around. You, you talked about, is there some new music in the works? Like, what, what, what what's it like for an artist uh, at your level? Because I know you've done some cover songs that have right. gotten some attention. I know you've got some new stuff coming out, but mm. it is a slow build. A lot of it is FaceTime like you're doing right now, and right. You know, it takes time to build a grassroots audience before you can kind of get that single on the radio or, or you know, move up that way. So take us through where you're at right now. Right. So right at the moment, we're just working on some new music and we're planning a release this winter, definitely this winter. And so now it's just kind of like you said, you're doing the, the grassroots, you're doing the groundwork. I harvest finished early this year, as most farmers know. Some people are still in the field, but, you know, for us, it was a little bit early. And I thought, you know what? I really want to take a couple weeks and just go around and meet people and get the FaceTime, like you said. And so I've been doing that tour, laying the groundwork, meeting people for when this next single comes out. I'm so pumped about it, man. It's a pumping song. It's about driving and all that <laughs> stuff, which I love doing, you know, spinning <laughs> tires the whole bit. And so it's relatable. And I can't wait for you to hear it, man. We're working hard on that. And I was actually given a, some assistance back home by um, a music industry grant for three brand new singles. So we've got lots in the works, lots coming, and it's great, man. I'm pumped. That's so good. Uh, we're obviously going to be playing them on Country 107 as soon as they come out, so Amazing I cannot wait for brother. that. Thank you. It's, oh, I'm so excited because, uh, <laughs> again, you, you have a big fan following because of who you are as a person. Uh, that, of course, gets you into radio stations, gets you communicating there. How are you doing with labels? Are you signed? Are you like Take us through that side of your career. That's an interesting side of the career i'm not signed um and that'll come yeah. when it comes um my i run off of hype you know i have just a burn inside of me to to do it and see how far can i go how much can i push the limit how much can i do man and it's this it's fun you know so I just keep 
just keep running and pushing. And you know what? If it's meant to be and the right connection happens, man, I just leave that in God's hands to work out. And until then, man, I've got a dream in my heart and I'm going to learn everything I can. I'm going to do everything I can. I'm going to go everywhere I can. <laughs> and that's one thing is, is learning and, and being open to learn and being open to fail, being open to get back up and to make connections and meet new people. You know, it's a fascinating correlation to me as, as an outsider because you, you have to go to certain lengths to be recognized, to pick up uh, notoriety from labels or mm. from, from other musicians. And then oftentimes with a label, they'll try and hoop you back down <laughs> and try and make you a little less of, of what you are. It's fascinating. So it's all got to be about fit. Mm. And for you, you seem just very happy. Like, this is what I am. This is what I do. Right. And it's got to fit into that that style of life and music. If I had the mindset of I'll never make it until somebody picks up on me, then I'd probably not have the motivation to keep going. Um, I I can't wait to be in quotation marks saved or you know yeah. or or picked up. Um, because the longer you wait for that, the more opportunities you're missing that could be so much bigger. You know. Um, I know some amazing artists, some mentors of mine who have gone all the way and never had help from labels or, or any other, you know, I'm sure there's been help somewhere along the way, Absolutely, but you know, no but, major, Yeah, and, and uh, they've done amazing, man. They've got huge amounts of support and, and you know what? I'm, I'm good either way, man. <laughs> I'm just having fun, brother. Well, you think and, about <laughs> what maybe you might've missed out on if you did have those hands kind of dictating what you do. Cause you've played a mm. lot of really cool intimate venues and you played some shows mm. and you've done a lot of cool things that maybe you otherwise wouldn't get to. So that the, again, the opportunities are maybe just different than what you would have if you were on a major label. And that's true. And, um, you know what? I, I, I don't know. I really don't know what it would be like to be signed to a major label. You hear stories. You hear terrible stories. Mm -hmm. You hear amazing stories. Um, but I'll tell you this. I had a meeting with a, a a guy this week. His name was Robin. He said, it's the connection. It's just, it comes right down to, like, do you, he said, <laughs> he said, working with other people is like dating, you know? Yeah. You know, is there a connection? Are you excited for each other? Do you both have that hype? There's a... Um, Hendrick Pape from Soundcheck Entertainment. Um, he's like a, a big deal in the in the entertainment world, uh, photography and and a lot of different things. He helps indie artists. But I called him with my first single release, and he got behind me, man, and he was excited. This guy was more excited than I was. I thought, <laughs> I'm like, whoa, like so. That's the kind of connection I look for. You know, who's excited? Who am I excited for? Let's just work together, man. Love that a lot. And, you know, Canadian country music is so unique in that way. It's, it seems like everybody's just cheering on each other. And, right. you know, you go to the CCMAs or you have these provincial awards, of course, Manitoba, Saskatchewan, East Coast, West Coast, they always have provincial awards. Mm. And it seems like the winner's also almost more upset that the losers lost than that they're happy that they won. Right. <laughs> What's it been like to connect with, you know, like you've said, you've been all over. You have been, right. you know, NORAD the nomad to a certain extent. <laughs> like and, I need a badge. I need like a, a sticker on my shirt that says that. <laughs> you've been able to connect with artists from all over Canada. Mm. What's it been like to just, you know, have those relationships? It's amazing, man. And some of those have turned into the best friendships. I can mention Chess Anthony. Amazing. 
Guy shared the last name. Hey, <laughs> maybe we're related. Great friend. Um, has done amazing things. And we connected. We've done uh, Boondocks when I recorded my cover of that. He was the producer on that. And there's there's so many stories like that, man, where you just meet people and you have that connection and become friends. So it's given me a lot of opportunity to meet people who are like-minded in the industry who I just become great friends with. And the way I think of it is your opportunity is my opportunity. So neither one of us are losing. If you skyrocket, great. You know, yep. maybe I'll. <laughs> hey, you'll need an opener or yeah, vice you, you versa. Need an opener or whatever. Absolutely. And if I skyrocket, you know who I'm thinking about, you know? Absolutely. All these great people I've met. And, you know, it's like this when I'm, I'm playing, I want to come back out here and do a bit of a tour, right? Yep. So I had an amazing chance to meet with Braden King, uh, a few other people through this trip. And, and I'm thinking of those guys, you know? So. If I come out here and have a great tour, man, those are some of the people who I want to connect with and say, hey, man, what are you doing tonight? Come on out, play a couple songs. You Absolutely. Know? Yeah. It's just... it's funny how that, that it's such a small world, the music world. And we were talking about it before, how it's just kind of, you can pick up right from you from where you left off. It could have been a year and a half ago. Right. And, you know, you think about the way that your music career has gone and where it plans on going. Take mm. us through your writing process. Do you end up using a lot of, you know, past memories? Do you end up thinking about the life that you've been able to live to this point. Take us through Josh Norred's writing process. For me, it's always started with just a a sound or a guitar or, you know, a chord. And then what feeling does that strike in me? What memory does that strike in me? What 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 movie could I imagine playing out to this song? <laughs> you know? So there's there's a lot of different things like that. Um for me though when I when I'm really getting serious about about writing a song that I might want to bring to somewhere in the city or somewhere like that, I'm always thinking what what can capture that energy with everyone and we can just party to it or or experience like a, an emotional moment. Um, and it comes back to like we talked about earlier that connection. I'm thinking, what kind of a song could we could we connect with and just you know, have our hands up, fist bumping, you know, jumping around, <laughs> doing our thing, or what's the song that we could all maybe shed a tear to and have a moment and and maybe change a life with, you know, and, and talk about a, a serious issue. I've always loved to go from the very deepest part of of what makes us who we are to, like, the biggest party you could possibly imagine. <laughs> so that's, but that's freeing as an artist, too, right? Mm. Because it doesn't... It doesn't put you into just one category, and right. that's the cool thing about country music as it is now. It's maybe not traditional country, as some would say, but there are so many ebbs and flows that you can go through. It can be heavier, and it can be like the party anthems, like you said, or mm. it can still be that one acoustic guitar with a guy on a stool telling a story. And today, the the top 10 songs at radio tell the story like you just said. You yep. know, we've got Zach Bryan going right down to Oliver Anthony, another guy. Yeah. You know, what is it with you, Anthony's? <laughs> We're just spreading around, I tell you. I don't know. <laughs> and, and then you've got the Morgan Wall, and then you've got Luke Combs just amping it up, you know? like yep. So it's like you said, it, it, it can hit you at every point in your, in your 
your feels. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what a whole country show can do that in right. the span of 90 minutes to two hours. Yes, it's really man. amazing. Josh, uh, I know that you, you we've talked a little bit about the cover song that kind of got you found originally and, uh, you know, ended up uh, getting you on Summer in the City stage, which mm. is really cool. Uh, and then you mentioned Luke Holmes yes. and his, re- his version of Fast Car. Do you mm. see country music going more with maybe taking historical songs and putting a country spin on them? And, and do you think that's a positive? I think it's always a positive. Um, a song as maybe <laughs> out there, as this might sound, for <laughs> a song is meant to be shared. And if you have a spin on it, like if that song hits you, like Boondocks hit me. Yep. And I thought, man, that song resonates, but this is how it resonates with me. So I put my spin on it and I did my thing. And same thing, you know, I'm sure with Luke, you know, he heard that song. He said, man, the song means something to me. And this is how it sounds when I feel it, mm-hmm. you know? And so, yeah, it's it, it can all be shared, man. A great song is a great song. And I, I, I... I think it's important to definitely highlight the great songs of the past and how they make you feel and write new great songs. So let's just keep it going, man. Let's incorporate. If if it's great, it's great. If you're having fun, you're having fun, man. Put it out there and see what happens. Speaking about having fun, of course, we're transitioning into, this, into the winter season. Do you have some ideas for a holiday song? Do you have some ideas for maybe doing some stuff around Christmas? Like, Right. Uh, a party ain't a party till Santa shows up. Is that? So- I can see you singing something like that. Hey, did you just make that I up? I just made that. Oh, now up. you're a co-writer, man. I got to share royalties with no, you. Now. You can take all of that. No, I wouldn't do that to you, man. <laughs> but I just can see you having like a rock and holiday tune. Is that something that you're maybe thinking about? You know what? I put out a, a tune early on in 2016 called uh, "Bring On Christmas." Man, I had so much fun with that thing. <laughs> We recorded it in my friend's closet, you know, <laughs> but it was fun. I had a blast. Um, I would love to put out another holiday tune, and it's not something that I think I'll have time for this year just with the way things are going with farming, and now it's going to be heavy booking. Which is See, exciting. Right. So I'm going to be taking the next month and a half, two months, and it's just going to be flat out booking. We still have a little bit of time, so I want to get people more uh, into the know of this. Because like you said, you're an independent artist, so mm. you are fielding a lot of these calls and emails yourself. Right. Uh, take us through what that process is like, because this is booking time now for you. And if you do not book, you do not work. That's right. Um, generally, I find, and it's probably different for everybody, but... Absolutely. You send your email, and you send another email, and you send about four more emails, (laughs) (laughs) and then you wait, and it takes, sometimes when you're starting from scratch, which, you know, I come off three months stretch on the farm, so I'm almost starting from scratch, you know, with the bookings, right? Yep. So it takes, you know, a couple months before you start getting some, some feedback and some, hey, man, yeah, we'd love to have you, or, or something like that, and... You've got to be ready for the yeses, and you've got to be ready for the noes, and never take it personal. There's so much that's going on behind the scene. You know, a no's just a, sorry, not right now. next time. Yeah, yeah not yeah, right now. It doesn't work right now, but down the road it could. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I've come to believe that it, uh, take a no as a, as a good thing, because if it's a no, it wasn't meant for me, and that's fine. And if it's a yes, it's meant for me, and I'm coming in hot, baby. Let's go. <laughs> so when you start putting all these out, 
take take me through trying to to plan these certain shows because you have different people sometimes in different areas uh and the schedule itself do you try and line it up so you drive kind of in a like all west and then make your way back east or is it a matter of depending on the show and when it is you'll go you know to alberta for one right. then back to saskatchewan then east <laughs> and then to manitoba like well that's something i can do pretty easily because at this point you know i know a lot of players in alberta and i know a lot of players in manitoba and mm-hmm. in ontario so you know i can i can jump back and forth pretty easy if i'm bringing along a band then you have to think a little bit more about them you know where are they going to sleep how are they going to eat <laughs> yeah how are they getting the equipment to and from across right. the provinces yeah right so I would say, in general, you know, rule of thumb that pretty much goes with whatever you're doing is a couple anchor shows. Here's a couple places I really want to hit, and here's when I want to hit them. Try to get those down, and then just book around them. And then, once you get your area sort of sorted out, if you can't work out any farther, just say, okay, that's good enough. Get your bands together. Am I going to do a solo gig on a Friday, or am I going to have a full band? Or am I going to play the weekend with a band and maybe fill the week up with solo shows? And... Once you get that all sorted out, then hop in the bus and away you go. <laughs> <laughs> and like you said, now's the time. So uh, how, if people do hear this and they want to get a uh, hold of you, or they want to follow along with you, right. how can they do that, Josh? You can go to Josh Norad. That's Norad with two R's, I always have to say. <laughs> JoshNorad.com. And you can send me an email under the contact tab, or you can reach out on Instagram at Josh Norad Music or Facebook at Josh Norad Music. It's perfect, Matt, and I got to tell you, uh, since your summer in the city uh, time here in Steinbeck, your name's been brought up a lot. Wow. Uh, you left a lasting impression, and I think, again, as an artist, to leave an impression in a place where you've never played before and haven't, unfortunately, been able to play since, right. that's got to mean a lot because people are looking forward to seeing you again because of what you did at that one show. That's so awesome, man, and that warms my heart, honestly, to hear that. It really encourages me and inspires me to not only come back, but, but to to press on, you know? Absolutely. Josh Norad, thank you so much for doing this today, man. Thank Always you, appreciate man. it. So good.